Job 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright and God-fearing and turning away from evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Then his livestock came to be seven thousand sheep and goats and three thousand camels and five hundred pairs of oxen and five hundred female donkeys. And he had very many slaves and that man was greater than all the people of the east. And his sons used to go and hold a feast at each other's house on his day and they would send and they would invite their three sisters to drink and eat with them. Then when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send, and he would sanctify them. Thus he would arise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all, because Job thought, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their heart. This is what Job used to do all the time. And it happened one day that the sons of God came to present themselves before Yahweh, and Satan also came into their midst. So Yahweh said to Satan, from where have you come? Then Satan answered Yahweh and said, From roaming on the earth and from walking about on it. So Yahweh said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Indeed, there is no one like him on earth, a blameless man and upright and God-fearing and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered Yahweh and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his household and around all that belongs to him on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands and his livestock has increased in the land. But on the other hand, stretch out your hand and touch all that belongs to him and see whether he will curse you to your face. So Yahweh said to Satan, Look, all that belongs to him is in your power. Only do not stretch out your hand against him. So Satan went out from Yahweh's presence. And then there was one day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their firstborn brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the female donkeys were feeding beside them. Then the Sabaeans attacked and they took them, and they slew the servants by the edge of the sword. But I escaped, even I alone, to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another came and said, the fire of God fell from the heavens, and it blazed up against the sheep and goats, and against the servants, and it consumed them. But I escaped, even I alone, to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another came and said, The Chaldeans formed three divisions, and they made a raid on the camels, and they carried them away, and they struck your servants by the edge of the sword. But I escaped, even I alone, to tell you. At the time this one was speaking, another came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their firstborn brother's house, and behold, a great wind came from across the desert, and it struck the four corners of the house, so that it fell upon the young people, and they died. But I escaped, even I alone, to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his outer garment, and shaved his head. Then he fell upon the ground, and he worshipped. Then he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return there. Yahweh gives, and Yahweh takes. Let Yahweh's name be blessed. In all this, Job did not sin and did not charge God with wrongdoing. Job 2 
And then, one day, the sons of God came to present themselves before Yahweh, and Satan also came into their midst to present himself before Yahweh. So Yahweh asked Satan, From where have you come? And Satan answered Yahweh and said, From roaming on the earth and from walking about on it? So Yahweh asked Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Indeed, there is no one like him on earth, a blameless man and upright and God-fearing and turning away from evil. And still, he persists in his blamelessness, even though you incited me against him to destroy him for nothing. Then Satan answered him and said, Skin for skin, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand and touch his bones and his flesh and see whether he will curse you to your face. So Yahweh said to Satan, All right, he's in your power. Only spare his life. So Satan went out from Yahweh's presence, and he inflicted Job with loathsome skin sores from the sole of his foot up to the crown of his head. So he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself, and he sat in the midst of the ashes. Then his wife said to him, Are you still persisting in your blamelessness? Curse God and die. So he said to her, You speak like one of the foolish women speaks. Indeed, should we receive the good from God, but not receive the evil? And all this Job did not sin with his lips. Thus Job's three friends heard of this calamity that had come upon him. So each set out from his own place. Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite. And they met together to come to console him and to comfort him. Thus they lifted up their eyes from afar, but they did not recognize him. So they raised their voice and they wept. And each man tore his outer garment and threw dust on their heads toward the sky. Then they sat with him on the ground for seven days and seven nights, but no one spoke a word to him because they saw that his suffering was very great. Job 3 Afterward, Job opened his mouth and cursed his day. Thus Job spake up and said, Let the day perish on which I was born in the night that said, A man-child is conceived. Let that day become darkness. May God not seek it from above, nor may daylight shine on it. Let darkness and deep shadow claim it. Let clouds settle on it. Let them terrify it with the blackness of day. Let darkness seize that night. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not enter among the number of the months. Look, let that night become barren. Let a joyful song not enter it. Let those who curse the day curse it. Those who are skilled at rousing Leviathan. Let the stars of its dawn be dark. Let it hope for light, but there be none. And let it not see the eyelids of dawn, because it did not shut the doors of my mother's womb, nor did it hide trouble from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not come forth from the womb and expire? Why did the knees receive me in the breast that I could suck? For now I would lie down and I would be at peace. I would be asleep then, I would be at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who rebuild ruins for themselves, or with high officials who have gold who fill up their houses with silver. Or why was I not hidden like a miscarriage, like infants who did not see the light? There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. The prisoners are at ease together. They do not hear the oppressor's voice, 
The small and the great are there, and the slave is free from his masters. Why does he give light to one in misery, and life to those bitter of soul, who wait for death, but it does not come, and search for it more than treasures, who rejoice exceedingly, and they are glad when they find the grave? Why does he give light to a man whose way is hidden, and God has fenced him in all around? For my sighing comes before my bread, and my groanings gush forth like water, because the dread that I feel has come upon me, and what I feared befalls me. I'm not at ease, and I'm not at peace, and I do not have rest, thus turmoil has come. Proverbs 3 My child, do not forget my instruction, and may your heart guard my commands. For length of days, years of life, and peace they shall add to you. May loyal love and truth not forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on your heart. And you shall find favor and good sense in the eyes of God and humankind. Trust Yahweh with all your heart. Do not lean toward your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will straighten your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear Yahweh and retreat from evil. There shall be healing for your flesh and refreshment for your body. Honor Yahweh from your substance and from the first fruits of all that will come to you. And your barns shall be full of plenty and your vats shall burst with new wine. Do not despise the discipline of Yahweh, my child. Do not be weary of his reproof because whomever Yahweh will love, he will rebuke as a father delights in his own son. Happy is the one who finds wisdom and the one who obtains understanding. For her income is better than the income of silver and her revenue than that of gold. She is more precious than rubies and all your desires shall not compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She's a tree of life for those who seize her. Those who take hold of her are considered happy. Yahweh, in wisdom, founded the earth. He established the heavens in understanding. With his knowledge, depths broke open and clouds dropped dew. My child, may they not escape from your sight. May you keep sound wisdom and prudence. They shall be life to your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk in the confidence of your ways and your foot will not stumble. If you sit down, you will not panic, and if you lie down, then your sleep shall be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden panic or the storm of wickedness that will come. Yahweh will be your confidence and guard your foot from capture. Do not withhold good from its owner when it is in the power of your hand to do. Do not say to your neighbor, go and return and tomorrow I will give it when it is with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who dwells in confidence beside you. Do not quarrel with anyone without cause when he did not do you harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For he who is perverse is an abomination of Yahweh, but those who are upright are his confidence. The curse of Yahweh is on the house of the wicked and the abode of the righteous ones he blesses. With those who scorn, he is scornful, but to those who are humble, he gives favor. They will inherit the honor of the wise, but stubborn fools disgrace. Job 4. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, If someone would test a word with you, would you be offended? But who can refrain from speaking? 
Look, you've instructed many, and you have strengthened weak hands. Your words have raised up the one who stumbles, and you have strengthened knees giving way. But now it has come to you, and you're worn out. It touches you, and you're horrified. Is not your fear in God your confidence? Is not your hope even the integrity of your ways? Think now who's perished, who's innocent? Or where are the upright destroyed? Just as I've seen, plowers of mischief and sowers of trouble will reap it. By the breath of God they perish, and by the blast of his anger they come to an end. The roar of the lion and the voice of a lion in its prime, and the teeth of the young lions are broken. The lion is perishing without prey, and the lion's whelps are scattered. And a word came stealing to me, and my ear received the whisper from it. Amid troubling thoughts from night visions, at the falling of deep sleep on men, dread met me and trembling, and it made many of my bones shake. And a spirit glided before my face, and the hair of my flesh bristled. It stood still, but I could not recognize its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was a hush, and I heard a voice. Can a human being be more righteous than God? Or can a man be more pure than his maker? Look, he does not trust in his servants, and he charges his angels with error. How much more dwellers in clay houses whose foundation is in the dust? They are crushed like a moth. Between morning and evening, they are destroyed. Without anyone regarding it, they perish forever. Is not their tent cord pulled up within them? They die, but not in wisdom. Proverbs 4 Children, listen to the instruction of a father and be attentive in order to know insight. For I have given you good instruction. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son to my father, tender and alone before my mother, he taught me and said to me, May your heart hold fast to my words, guard my commandments, and live. Get wisdom and insight. Do not forget and do not turn from the sayings of my mouth. Do not forsake her, then she will guard you. Love her and she will keep you. The beginning of wisdom. Get wisdom. With all that is in your possession, gain insight. Cherish her and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will give a garland for your head. She will bestow a crown of glory upon you. Listen, my child, take my sayings, and the years of your life shall be great. In the way of wisdom, I've instructed you. I've led you in the path of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Seize the instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. In the path of the wicked, do not go. Do not walk in the way of those who do evil. Avoid it. Do not transgress it. Turn away from it and pass by, for they will not sleep if they have not done wrong, and they are robbed of their sleep if they do not cause stumbling. For they ate the bread of wickedness, and they drank the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous one is like the light of dawn, leading and shining until the day is full. The way of the wicked ones is like deep darkness. They do not know what they stumble over. My child, be attentive to my words, to my sayings, incline your ear. May they not escape from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to the entire body. With all vigilance, keep your heart, for from it comes the source of life. Remove from yourself deceitful speech, and abolish devious talk from yourself. 
May your eyes look forward and your gaze be straight before you. May the path of your foot be balanced and all your ways be sure. Do not swerve right or left. Remove your foot from evil. Joe, bye. Call now, is there anyone answering you? And to which of the holy ones will you turn? For vexation will slay the fool and jealousy will kill the simple. I've seen a fool taking root, but suddenly I cursed his dwelling. His children are far from deliverance, and they are crushed in the gate, and there is no deliverer, whose harvest the hungry eats, and he takes it from behind the thorns. And the thirsty pants after their wealth. Indeed, mischief does not come from the dust, and trouble does not sprout from the earth. But a human being is born to trouble, and they soar aloft like sparks. But I myself will seek God, and to God I will commit my cause. He is doing great and unsearchable things, marvelous things without number. The one who is giving rain on the surface of the earth and is sending water on the surface of the fields to set the lowly on high, and those mourning are lifted to safety. He is frustrating the devices of the crafty, and their hands do not achieve success. He is capturing the wise in their craftiness, and the schemes of the wily are rushed. In the daytime they meet with darkness, and they grope at noon as in the night. And he saves from the sword of their mouth, even the poor from the hand of the strong. So there is hope for the powerless, and wickedness shuts its mouth. Look, happy is the human being whom God reproves, and you must not despise the discipline of Shaddai. For he himself wounds, but he binds up. He strikes, but his hands heal. From six troubles he will deliver you, and in seven evil shall not touch you. In famine he will redeem you from death, and in war from the power of the sword. From the scourge of the tongue you shall be hidden, and you shall not be afraid of destruction when it comes. At destruction and famine you shall laugh, and you shall not fear the wild animals of the earth. For your covenant will be with the stones of the field, and the wild animals of the field will be at peace with you. And you shall know that your tent is safe, and you will inspect your fold, and you shall not be missing anything. And you shall know that your offspring are many, and your descendants like the vegetation of the earth. You shall come in maturity to the grave, as the rising up of a stack of sheaves in its season. Look, we have searched this out. It is true. Hear it and know it yourself. Job 6. Then Job answered and said, If only my vexation could be well weighed, and my calamity could be lifted up together with it in the balances. For then it would be heavier than the sand of the seas. Therefore my words have been rash, for the arrows of Shaddai are in me. My spirit drinks their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild ass bray over grass, or the ox bellow over its fodder? Can tasteless food be eaten without salt? Or is there taste in the white of a marshmallow plant? I refuse to touch them. They're like food that will make me ill. Oh, that my request may come, and that God may grant my hope, that God would decide that he would crush me, that he would let loose his hand and kill me. But it will still be my consolation, and I would recoil in unrelenting pain, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should hold out? Or is my strength like the strength of stones? Or is my flesh bronze? Indeed, my help is not in me. 
and any success is driven from me. Loyal love should come from the afflicted from his friend, even if he forsakes the fear of should I. My companions are treacherous, like a torrent bed. Like a stream bed of wadis, they flow away, which are growing dark because of ice upon them. It will pile up snow. In time, they dry up, they disappear. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The paths of their way wind around. They go up into the wasteland and they perish. The caravans of Tima looked. The traveling merchants of Sheba hoped for them. They are disappointed because they trusted. They came here and they are confounded. For now you have become such. You see terrors and you fear. Is it because I have said, give to me, or offer a bribe for me from your wealth, or save me from the foe's hand, or ransom me from the tyrant's hand? Teach me and I myself will be silent, and make me understand how I have gone astray. How painful are upright words. But what does your reproof prove? Do you intend to reprove my words and consider the words of a desperate man as wind? Even over the orphan you would cast the lot, and you would bargain over your friend. Therefore, be prepared, turn to me, and I surely will not lie to your face. Please turn, let no injustice happen. Indeed, turn my righteousness is still intact. Is there any injustice on my tongue, or can my palate not discern calamity? Job 7 Does not a human being have hard service on earth, and are not his days like the days of a laborer? Like a slave, he longs for the shadow, and like a laborer, he waits for his wages. So I had to inherit months of worthlessness, and nights of misery are apportioned to me. When I lie down, I say, when shall I rise? But the night is long, and I have my fill of tossing until dawn. My body is clothed with maggots and clods of dust. My skin hardens, then it gives away again. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they come to an end without hope. Remember that my life is a breath. My eye will not return to see good. The eye of the one seeing me will not see me. Your eyes are upon me, but I will be gone. A cloud vanishes and it goes away, so he who goes down to Sheol will not come up. He does not return again to his house, and his place does not recognize him again. Even I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in my spirit's anguish. I will complain in my inner self's bitterness. Am I the sea or a sea monster that you set a guard over me? When I say, my bed will comfort me and my couch will ease my complaint, then you terrify me with dreams and with visions, you terrify me. So my inner self will choose strangling, death more than my existence. I loathe my life, I would not live forever, depart from me, for my days are a breath. What is a human being that you make him great and that you fix your mind on him, so that you visit him every morning, you test him every moment? How long will you not turn away from me, or not leave me alone until I swallow my spit? If I've sinned, what have I done to you, watcher of humanity? Why have you made me as a target for yourself, so that I have become a burden to myself? And why do you not pardon my transgression and take away my guilt? For now I shall lie in the dust and you will seek me, but I will be no more. Job 8
Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, How long will you say these things, and the words of your mouth be a mighty wind? Does God pervert justice, or should I pervert righteousness? If your children sinned against him, then he sent them into the power of their transgression. If you yourself would seek God, then you would plead to Shaddai for grace. If you are pure and upright indeed, now he will rouse himself for you, and he will restore your righteous abode. Though your beginning was small, your end will be very great. Indeed, please inquire of former generations and consider what their ancestors have found. For we are yesterday, and we do not know, for our days on earth are a shadow. Will they themselves not teach you and tell you, and utter words from their heart? Can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? Will reeds flourish without water? While it is in its flower and is not plucked, yet it withers before all grass. So are the paths of all who forget God, and the hope of the godless will perish, whose confidence is cut off and whose trust is a spider's house. He will lean himself against his house, but it will not stand. He will take hold of it, but it will not endure. He's thriving before the sun, and his plant shoots spread over his garden. His roots twine over a stone heap. He sees a house of stone. If he destroys him from his place, then it deceives him, saying, I have never seen you. Look, this is the joy of his way, and from dust others will spring up. Look, God will not reject the blameless, and he will not uphold the hand of evildoers. Yet he will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with a shout of joy. Those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tent of the wicked will be no more. It's week 32 of A Year of Wisdom. Let's get to reading. Day 221 Job 9 Then Job answered and said, Truly I know that it is so, but how can a human being be just before God? If he wants to contend with him, he cannot answer him one time in a thousand. He's wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has resisted him and succeeded? He's the one who moves mountains and they do not know how. Who overturns them in his anger? He's the one who shakes the earth from its place and its pillars tremble. He's the one who commands the sun and it does not rise and he seals up the stars. He's the one who alone stretches out the heavens and who tramples on the waves of the sea. He's the one who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades, and constellations of the south. He's the one who does great things beyond understanding and marvelous things beyond number. If he passes by me, I would not see him, and if he should move on, I would not recognize him. If he would snatch away, who could turn him? Who could say to him, what are you doing? God will not turn back his anger. Beneath him the helpers of Rahab bow. How much less can I myself answer him? How can I choose my words with him, whom I cannot answer even though I am righteous? From my judge I must implore grace. If I summon him and he should answer me, I do not believe that he will listen to my voice. Who crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause? He will not allow me to catch my breath, rather, he will fill me with bitterness. If it is matter strength, look, he is mighty. 
But if it is a matter of justice, who can summon me? Even though I'm righteous, my mouth will condemn me. Even though I'm blameless, yet it would pronounce me guilty. I am blameless. I do not care about myself. I loathe my life. It is all one, therefore, I say. He destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When the whip kills suddenly, he mocks at the despair of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the, of the wicked. He covers the face of its judge. If it is not he, then who is it? And my days are swifter than a runner. They flee away, they do not see good. They go by like papyrus skiffs, like an eagle swoops down on its prey. Though I say, I will forget my complaint, I will change my expression, and I will rejoice. I become afraid of all my sufferings. I know that you do not consider me innocent. If I shall be declared guilty, why then should I labor in vain? If I wash myself with soap and I cleanse my hands with lye, then you plunge me into the slime pit, and my clothes abhor me. For he is not immortal like me, that I can answer him, that we can come to trial together. There is no arbiter between us, that he might lay his hand on both of us. May he remove his rod from me, and let his dread not terrify me. Then I would speak and not fear him, for in myself I am not fearful. Job 10 You have granted me life and loyal love, and your care has preserved my spirit. Yet, you hid these things in your heart. I know that this was your purpose. If I had sinned, then you would be watching me, and you would not acquit me of my guilt. If I'm guilty, woe to me. But if I'm righteous, I dare not lift my head. I'm filled with shame, and just look at my misery. And if my head grows bold, you would haunt me as the lion in its prime. And you repeat your exploits against me, you renew your witnesses against me, and you increase your vexation against me. Relief forces are against me. So why did you bring me forth from the womb? I should have passed away, and no eye should have seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been brought from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Let him leave me alone. Let him turn from me, and let me rejoice a little. Before I go, and I will not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow. To the land of darkness, like the darkness of a deep shadow and chaos, so that it shines forth like darkness. Job 11. Then, so far, the Naamathite answered and said, Should an abundance of words go unanswered, or a man full of talk be vindicated? Should your loose talk put people to silence? And when you mock, shall no one put you to shame? For you say, My teaching is pure, and I am clean in your sight. But, oh, that God might speak, and that he would open his lips to you. And that he would tell you the secrets of wisdom, for insight has many sides. And know that God on your behalf has forgotten some of your guilt. Can you find out the essence of God, or can you find out the ultimate limits of Shaddai? It is higher than heaven. What can you do? It is deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. If he passes through and imprisons someone and summons the assembly, then who can hinder him? For he knows those who are worthless. When he sees iniquity, he will not consider it. But an empty-headed person will get understanding when a wild donkey's colt is born as a human being. 
If you yourself direct your heart and stretch out your hands to him, if iniquity is in your hand, put it far away. And you must not let wickedness reside in your tents. Surely then you will lift up your face without blemish, and you will be firmly established and will not fear. For you yourself will forget your misery. You will remember it as water that has flowed past, and your life will be brighter than noon. Its darkness will be like the morning, and you will have confidence because there's hope, and you will be well protected. You will sleep in safety, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid, and many will entreat your favor. But the eyes of the wicked will fail, and refuge will be lost to them, and their hope is to breathe their last breath. Job 12. Then Job answered and said, Truly, indeed, you are the people, and wisdom will die with you. I also have insight like you. I am not more inferior than you, and who does not know things like these? I'm a laughing stock to my friends. He calls on God, and he answers him. A righteous, blameless man is a laughing stock. Those at ease have contempt for the thought of disaster, but it is ready for those unstable afoot. The tents of the destroyers are at peace, and there is security for those who provoke God, for those whom God brings into his hand. But ask the animals, and they will teach you, and the birds of the heaven, and they will tell you. Or ask the earth, and it will teach you, and the fishes of the sea will declare to you. Who among all of these does not know that Yahweh's hand has done this? In whose hand is the life of all living things and the breath of every human being? Does not the ear test words and the palate taste food for itself? Wisdom is with the aged and understanding is in length of days. With him are wisdom and powerful deeds and to him belong counsel and understanding. If he tears down, then it will not be rebuilt. If he shuts a man in, then he cannot be freed. Look, if he withholds the water, then they dry up. And if he sends them out, then they overwhelm the land. Strength and sound wisdom are with him. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped, and he makes fools of judges. He loosens the fetters of kings, and he binds a loincloth on their loins. He leads priests away stripped, and he overthrows the members of ancient families. He deprives the trustworthy of speech, and he takes away the discretion of elders. He pours contempt on noblemen, and he loosens the girdle of the mighty. He uncovers mysteries out of darkness, and he brings deep shadow to the light. He makes the nations great, then he destroys them. He expands the nations, then he guides them. He strips away the insight of the heads of the earth's people, and he makes them wander in a pathless wasteland. They grope in the dark without light, and he makes them stagger like a drunkard. Job 13 and 14 Look, my eye has seen everything, my ear has heard and has understood it. What you know, I myself also know. I'm not more inferior than you, but I would speak to Shaddai and I desire to argue with God. But you whitewash with lies, all of you are worthless healers. Oh that you would keep completely silent and that it would become wisdom for you. Please hear my argument and listen attentively to the pleadings of my lips. Will you speak falsely for God? And will you speak deceitfully for Him? Will you show partiality for Him? Or do you want to plead God's case? Will it be well if He examines you? Or can you deceive Him like deceiving a human being? Surely He will rebuke you if you show partiality in secret. 
Will not his majesty terrify you and his dread fall upon you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Let me have silence and I myself will speak and let come over me whatever may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hand? Look, though he kill me, I will hope in him. However, I will defend my ways before him. Moreover, this is salvation to me that the godless would not come before him. Listen carefully to my words and let my exposition be in your ears. Please look, I have prepared my case. I know that I myself will be vindicated. Who is he who will contend with me? For then I would be silent and I would pass away. Only you must not do these two things to me, then I will not hide from your face. Withdraw your hand from me and let not your dread terrify me. Then call and I myself will answer, or let me speak, then reply to me. How many are my iniquities and sins? Make known to me my transgression and my sin. Why do you hide your face and count me as your enemy? Will you terrify a blown leaf and will you pursue dry stubble? Indeed, you write bitter things against me, and you make me reap the iniquities of my childhood. And you put my feet in the block, and you watch on my paths. You carve a mark on the soles of my feet, and he himself wastes away like something rotten, like a garment that the moth has eaten. A human being born of a woman is short of days and full of troubles. Like a flower, he comes up and he withers away, and he flees like a shadow, but he does not last. Even on such a one you fix your eyes, and you bring me into judgment with you. Who can bring a clean thing from an unclean thing? No one. If his days are determined, the number of his months is with you. You have appointed his boundaries, and he cannot cross them. Look away from him and let him desist until he enjoys his days like a laborer. Indeed, there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, then it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not cease. Though its root grows old in the earth, and its stump dies in the dust, at the scent of water it will bud, and it will put forth branches like a young plant. But a man dies, and he dwindles away, thus a human being passes away, and where is he? As water disappears from a lake, and a river withers away and dries up, so a man lies down, and he does not rise. Until the heavens are no more, they will not awaken, and they will not be roused out of their sleep. Oh, that you would conceal me in Sheol, that you would hide me until your wrath is past, that you would appoint a set time for me and remember me. If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my compulsory service I will wait until the coming of my relief. You would call, and I myself would answer you. You would long for the work of your hand. For then you would count my steps, but you would not keep watch over my sin. My transgression would be sealed in a bag, and you would cover over my guilt. But a mountain falls, it crumbles away, and a rock moves away from its place. Water wears away stones, its torrents wash away the soil of the earth. So you destroy the hope of human beings. You overpower him forever, and he passes away. You change his countenance, then you send him away. His children may come to honor, but he does not know it. Or they may become lowly, but he does not realize it. He feels only the pain of his own body, and his inner self mourns for him. Job 15 Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Should the wise answer with windy knowledge, and should he fill his stomach with the east wind? 
Should he argue in talk that is not profitable, or in words with which he cannot do good? What is worse, you yourself are doing away with fear, and you're lessening meditation before God. For your iniquity teaches your mouth, and you choose the tongue of the crafty. Your mouth condemns you, and not I. And your lips testify against you. Were you born, the firstborn of the human race? And were you brought forth before the hills? Have you listened in God's confidential discussion? And do you limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand that is not clear to us? Both the gray-haired and the old are among us, those older than your father. Are the consolations of God too small for you, the words spoken gently with you? Why does your heart carry you away, and why do your eyes flash that you turn your spirit against God, and you let such words go out of your mouth? What is a human being that he can be clean, or that one born of a woman can be righteous? Look, he does not trust his holy ones, and the heavens are not clean in his eyes. How much less he who is abominable and corrupt, a man drinking wickedness like water. I will show you, listen to me, and what I have seen, I will tell. What wise men have told, and they have not hidden that which is from their ancestors, to whom alone the land was given, and no stranger passed through their midst. All of the wicked one's days he is writhing, even through the number of years that are laid up for the tyrant. Sounds of terror are in his ears. In prosperity the destroyer will come against him. He cannot trust that he will return from darkness, and he himself is destined for the sword. He's wandering for bread, saying, Where is it? He knows that a day of darkness is ready at hand. Anguish and distress terrify him. They overpower him like a king ready for the battle. Because he stretched out his hand against God, and he was arrogant to Shaddai. He stubbornly runs against him with his thick bossed shield. Because he has covered his face with his fat, and has gathered fat upon his loins, he will dwell in desolate cities, in houses that they should not inhabit, which are destined for rubble. He will not become rich, and his wealth will not endure, and their possessions will not stretch across the earth. He will not escape from the darkness. A flame will dry up his new shoot, and by the wind of his mouth he shall be removed. Let him not trust in emptiness. He will be deceiving himself, for worthlessness will be his recompense. It will be paid in full before his time, and his branch will not flourish. He will shake off his unripe fruit like the vine, and he will cast off his blossom like the olive tree. For the company of the godless is barren, and fire consumes the tents of those who accept bribes. They conceive trouble and bring forth mischief, and their womb prepares deceit. Job 16, 17, and 18 Then Job answered and said, I have heard many things like these. All of you are miserable comforters. Is there a limit to windy words? What provokes you that you answer? I myself also could talk as you, if you weren't my place. I could join against you with words, and I could shake at you with my head. I could encourage you with my mouth, and the solace of my lips would ease the pain. If I speak, my pain is not relieved, and if I cease, how much will leave me? Surely now he has worn me out. You have devastated all my company. Thus you shriveled me up. It became a witness. 
and my leanness has risen up against me. It testifies to my face. His wrath has torn, and he has been hostile toward me. He gnashed at me with his teeth. My foe sharpens his eyes against me. They gaped at me with their mouth. They struck my cheeks with disgrace. They have masked themselves together against me. God delivers me to an evil one, and he casts me into the hands of the wicked. I was at ease, then he broke me in two, and he seized me by the neck, then he shattered me and set me up as a target for him. His archers surround me, he slashes open my kidneys, and he does not have compassion. He pours out my gall in the ground. He breached me, breach upon breach. He rushes at me like a warrior. I've sewed sackcloth on my skin, and I've inserted my pride in the dust. My face is red because of weeping, and deep shadows are on my eyelids. Although violence is not on my hands, and my prayer is pure. O oh, earth, you should not cover my blood, and let there be no place for my cry for help. So now look, my witness is in the heavens, and he who vouches for me is in the heights. My friends scorn me, my eye pours out tears to God, and it argues for a mortal with God, and as a human for its friend. Indeed, after a few years have come, that I will go away from which I will not return. My spirit is pulled down, my days are extinguished, the graveyard is for me. Surely mockery is with me, and my eye rests on their provocation. Please lay down a pledge for me with yourself, who is he who will give security for my hand. Indeed, you have closed their mind from understanding, therefore you will not let them triumph. He denounces friends for reward, so his children's eyes will fail, and he has made me a proverb for the peoples, and I have one before whom people spit. And my eye has grown dim from grief, and the limbs of my body are all like a shadow. The upright are appalled at this, and the innocent excites himself over the godless. But the righteous holds on to his way, and he who has clean hands increases in strength. But all of you must return. Please come. But I shall not find a wise person among you. My days are past. My plans are broken down. Even the desires of my heart. They make day into night, saying, Light is near to darkness. If I hope for Sheol as my house, if I spread my couch in the darkness, if I call to the pit, you are my father, to the maggot, you are my mother or my sister. Where then is my hope, and who will see my hope? Will they go down to the bars of Sheol, or shall we descend together into the jest? Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, How long will you hunt for words? Consider, and afterward we shall speak. Why are we considered as animals? Why are we taken as stupid in your eyes? You who are tearing yourself in your anger, will the earth be forsaken because of you? Or will the rock be removed from its place? Furthermore, the light of the wicked is put out and the flame of his fire will not shine. The light becomes dark in his tent and his lamp above him is put out. His strong steps are shortened and his own schemes throw him down. For he's thrust into a net by his feet, and he walks into a pitfall. A trap seizes him by the heel, a snare takes hold of him. His rope is hidden in the ground, and his trap on the path. Sudden terrors terrify him all around, and they chase him at his heels. His wealth will become hunger, and disaster is ready for his stumbling. It consumes parts of his skin. The firstborn of death consumes his limbs. He's torn from his tent in which he trusted, and it brought him to the king of terrors. Nothing remains for him in his tent. Sulfur is scattered upon his dwelling place. His roots dry up below, and its branches wither away above. His remembrance perishes from the earth, and there is not a name for him on the street. 
They thrust him from light into darkness, and they drive him out from the world. There is no offspring for him, nor a descendant among his people, and there is not a survivor in his abode. Those of the west are appalled over his fate, and those of the east are seized with horror. Surely these are the dwellings of the godless, and this is the dwelling place of him who knows not God. Job 19 and 28 Then Job answered and said, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? These ten times you have disgraced me. You are not ashamed that you have attacked me. And what is more, if I have truly erred, my error remains with me. If indeed you must magnify yourselves against me, and you must let my disgrace argue against me, know then that God has wronged me and has surrounded me with his net. Look, I cry out violence, but I'm not answered. I cry out, but there is no justice. He has walled up my way so that I cannot pass, and he has set darkness upon my paths. He's taken my glory from me, and he's removed the crown of my head. He's broken me down all around, and I'm gone. And he has uprooted my hope like a tree, and he has kindled his wrath against me, and he has counted me as one of his foes. His troops have come together and have thrown up their rampart against me and have encamped around my tent. He has removed my kinsfolk from me, and my acquaintances have only turned aside from me. My relatives have failed and my close friends have forgotten me. The sojourners in my house and my slave women count me as a stranger. I've become a foreigner in their eyes. I call to my servant, but he does not answer. I must personally plead with him. My breath is repulsive to my wife and I'm loathsome to my own family. Little boys also despise me. When I rise, then they talk against me. All my intimate friends abhor me and these whom I have loved have turned against me. My bones cling to my skin and my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Pity me, pity me, you my friends, for God's hand has touched me. Why do you pursue me like God, and are not satisfied with my flesh? Oh, that my words could be written down, oh, that they could be inscribed in a scroll that with a pen of iron and with lead they might be engraved on a rock forever. But I myself know that my Redeemer is alive, and at the last he will stand up upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, but from my flesh I will see God, whom I will see for myself, and whom my eyes will see and not a stranger. My heart faints within me. If you say, How will we persecute him? And the root of the trouble is found in me. Be afraid for yourselves because of the sword, for wrath brings punishment by the sword, so that you may know that there is judgment. Then Zophar the Naamathite answered and said, Therefore my disquieting thoughts bring me back for the sake of my inward excitement. I hear discipline that insults me, and a spirit beyond my understanding answers me. Did you know this from of old since the setting of the human being on earth? That the rejoicing of the wicked is short, and the joy of the godless lasts only a moment. Even though his stature mounts up to the heavens and his head reaches to the clouds, he will perish forever like his dung. Those who have seen him will say, Where is he? He will fly away like a dream, and they will not find him, and he will be chased away like a vision of the night. 
The eye that saw him will not see him again, and his place will no longer behold him. His children will seek favors from the poor, and his hands will return his wealth. His bones were full of vigor, but it will lie down with him on the dust. Though wickedness tastes sweet in his mouth, and he hides it under his tongue, though he spares it and does not let it go, and holds it back in the midst of his palate, in his bowels his food is turned, the venom of horned vipers is within him. He swallows riches, but he vomits them up. God drives them out of his stomach. He will suck the poison of horned vipers. The viper's tongue will kill him. He will not enjoy the streams, the torrents of honey and curds. Returning the products of his toil, he will not swallow. According to the profit of his trade, he will not enjoy. For he is oppressed. He has abandoned the poor. He has seized a house, but did not build it. Because he has not known satisfaction in his stomach, he lets nothing escape that he desires. There's nothing left after he's eaten. Therefore, his prosperity will not endure. In the fullness of his excess, he will be in distress. All of his misery's power will come upon him. When his stomach fills up, God will send his burning anger upon him, and he will let it rain down upon him as his food. He will flee from an iron weapon, but an arrow of bronze will pierce him. He draws it forth, and it comes from his body. And the glittering point comes from his gallbladder. Terrors come upon him. Total darkness is hidden for his treasures, and unfanned fire will devour him. The remnant will be consumed in his tent. The heavens will reveal his guilt, and the earth will rise up against him. The products of his house will be carried away, like gushing waters on the day of his wrath. This is a wicked human being's portion from God, and the inheritance of his decree from God. Job 21 and 22 then Job answered and said, Listen carefully to my words and let this be your consolation. Bear with me and I myself will speak, that after my speaking you can mock. As for me, is my complaint for human beings? And if so, why cannot I be impatient? Turn to me and be appalled and place your hand on your mouth. And when I think of it, I'm horrified and shuddering seizes my flesh. Why do the wicked live, grow old, even grow mighty in power? With them, their offspring are established before them, and their descendants before their eyes. Their houses are safe without fear, and the rod of God is not upon them. His bull breeds and does not fail, his cow calves and does not miscarry. They send out their little ones like the flock, and their children dance around. They sing to the tambourine and lyre, and they rejoice to the sound of the long flute. They spend their days in prosperity, and in peace they go down to Sheol. And they say to God, Turn away from us, for we do not desire to know your ways. Who is Shaddai that we should serve him? Or what would we benefit when we plead with him? Look, their prosperity is not in their hands. The schemes of the wicked are repugnant to me. How often is the lamp of the wicked put out, and their disaster comes upon them? He distributes pains in his anger. How often are they like straw before the wind, and like chaff that the storm carries away? God stores up his iniquity for his children? Then let him repay it to him, that he may know it. Let his eyes see his decay, and let him drink from the wrath of Shaddai. For what does he care for his house after him, when the number of his months is cut off? 
can anyone teach knowledge to God, since he himself judges high ones? This one dies in full prosperity, completely at ease and secure. His vats are full with milk, and the marrow of his bones is moist. Yet another dies with a bitter inner self, and he has not tasted prosperity. They lie down together in the dust, and maggots cover them. Look, I know your thoughts and the schemes you devise against me. For you say, where is the nobleman's house, and where are the tents in which the wicked dwell? Do you not ask those traveling the roads, and do you not take notice of their accounts? Indeed, the wicked is spared from the day of disaster. He is delivered from the day of wrath. Who denounces his way to his face? And who repays him for what he has done? When he is brought to the grave, then someone stands guard over his tomb. The clods of the valley are sweet to him. Everyone will follow after him, and before him they are innumerable. So how will you comfort with emptiness when fraud is left in your answers? Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Can a man be of use to God? Yes, can the wise be of use to him? Is it a pleasure to Shaddai if you are righteous, or a gain if you make your ways blameless? Does he reprove you because of your reverence, or enter into judgment with you? Is not your wickedness great, and there is no end to your iniquities? Indeed, you have required a pledge from your family for nothing, and you've stripped off the clothes of the naked. You've given no water for the weary to drink, and you withheld food from the hungry. And the land belongs to the man of power, and the favored lives in it. You've sent widows away empty-handed, and the arms of orphans were crushed. Therefore, trapping nets are all around you, and panic suddenly terrifies you. Or is it so dark you cannot see, and a flood of water covers you? Is not God in the height of heavens? But see how lofty are the highest stars. And you ask, what does God know? Can he judge through deep gloom? Thick clouds are covering for him, so that he does not see, and he walks about on the dome of heaven. Will you keep to the way of old that the people of mischief have trod, who were snatched away before their time, whose foundation was washed away by a current? Those who said to God, Turn away from us, and what can Shaddai do to us? Yet he himself filled up their houses with good things, but the schemes of the wicked are repugnant to me. The righteous see, and they rejoice, but the innocent one mocks at them. Surely our foe perishes, and fire has consumed their remainder. Please reconcile yourself with him and be at peace. In this way, good will come to you. Please receive instruction from his mouth and place his words in your heart. If you return to Shaddai, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness from your tent, and if you put gold ore in the dust, and the gold of Ophir in the rock of Wadis, then Shaddai will be your gold ore and your precious Indeed, then you will delight yourself in Shaddai, and you will expect that God will be good to you. You will pray to him, and he will hear you, and you will pay your vows. And you will decide on a matter, and it will be established for you, and light will shine on your way. When they are humiliated, you say, It is pride, for he saves the humble. He will deliver the guilty, and he will escape because of the cleanness of your hands. Job 23 and 24 then Job answered and said, Even today my complaint is bitter. My hand is heavy in addition to my groaning. Oh, that I knew and that I might find him. Oh, that I might come to his dwelling. 
I would lay my case before him and I would fill my mouth with arguments. I want to know the words with which he would answer me and I want to understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his strength? No, but he himself would give heed to me. There, an upright person could reason with him and I would be acquitted forever by my judge. When I go forward, he is not there, or backward, I cannot see him. When he works on the left, I cannot perceive him. He turns to the right, but I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. He tests me, and I shall come out like gold. My foot has held on to his steps. I have kept his way, and I have not turned aside. From the commandment of his lips, indeed, I have not departed. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily food. But he is alone, and who can dissuade him? And whatever he desires, indeed he does it. For he will carry out what he appoints for me, and many things like these are with him. Therefore I am horrified because of his presence. When I consider, I tremble because of him. Indeed, God has made my heart faint, and Shaddai has terrified me. Indeed, I have not been silenced because of darkness, and because of me, he conceals thick darkness. Why are not times kept by Shaddai, and why do not those who know him see his days? They remove border stones, they seize flocks and they pasture them, they drive away the donkey of orphans, they take the widow's ox as a pledge, they thrust the poor off the road, the needy of the earth hide themselves together. Look, like wild donkeys in the desert, they go out to their labor as searchers for the prey. The wilderness is their food for their young. They reap their fodder in the field, and they glean in the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked without clothing, and they have no garment in the cold. They're wet from the rainstorm of the mountains, and they cling to the rock without refuge. They snatch the orphan from the breast, and they take a pledge against the needy. They go about naked without clothing and hungry. They carry the sheaves. Between their terraces they press out oil. They tread the presses, but they are thirsty. From the city people groan, and the throat of the wounded cries for help. Yet God does not regard it as unseemly. Those are among the ones rebelling against the light. They do not recognize his ways, and they do not stay in his paths. At dusk the murderer rises, he kills the needy and the poor, and in the night he's like a thief. And the eye of the adulterer waits for dusk, saying, No, I will see me, and he places a covering on his face. He digs through houses in the darkness, by day they shut themselves in. They do not know the light, because morning, likewise, is to them deep darkness. Indeed, they know about the terrors of deep darkness. He himself is swift on the water's surface, their portion is cursed in the land. No one turns toward the path of their vineyard. Drought and heat snatch away the snow waters, like Sheol snatches away those who have sinned. The womb forgets him. The maggot feasts on him until he is no longer remembered, and wickedness is broken like a tree. He feeds on the barren who does not have a child and does no good to the widow, yet he carries off the tyrants by his strength. If he rises up, then he cannot be certain of life. He gives security to him, and he is supported, but his eyes are upon their ways. They are exalted a little while, then they are gone. And they are brought low, they are cut off like all others, and like the heads of grain, they wither away. And if it is not so, then who can prove me a liar and reduce my word to nothing? 
Job 25, 26, and 27. Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, Domination and dread are with him who makes peace in his high heavens. Is there a number to his troops, and upon whom does his light not rise? Indeed, how can a human being be righteous before God? And how will he who is born of a woman be pure? Look, even the moon is not bright, and the stars are not pure in his sight. How much less for a human being who is a maggot, and a human who is a worm? Then Job answered and said, How you have helped one who has no power! How you have assisted the arm that has no strength! How you have advised one who has no wisdom! And what sound wisdom you have made known in abundance! With whose help have you uttered words, and whose breath has come forth from you? The spirits of the dead tremble below the waters and their inhabitants. Sheol is naked before him, and there is no covering for Abaddon. He stretches out the north over emptiness, he hangs the earth over nothing. He ties up the water in its clouds, and the cloud is not torn open beneath it. He covers the face of the full moon, he spreads his cloud over it. He has described a circle on the face of the water between light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble, and they are astounded at his rebuke. By his power he stilled the sea, and by his understanding he struck down Rahab. By his breath the heavens were made clear, his hand pierced the fleeing snake. Look, these are the outer fringes of his ways, and how faint is the word that we hear of him. But who can understand the thunder of his power? Then Job again took up his discourse and said, As God lives, he has removed my justice, and Shaddai has made my inner self bitter. For as long as my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nose, my lips surely will not speak falseness, and my tongue surely will not utter deceit. Far be it from me that I would say that you are right. Until I pass away, I will not put away from me my blamelessness. I hold fast to my righteousness, and I will not let it go. My heart will not blame any of my days. Let my enemy be like the wicked, and my opponent like the unrighteous. For what is the hope of the godless when he cuts them off, when God takes away his life? Will God hear his cry of distress when distress comes upon him? Or in Shaddai will he find delight? Will he call upon God at all times? I will teach you about God's hand, and will not conceal that which is with Shaddai. Look, you have all seen, and why in the world have you become altogether vain? This is the portion of the wicked human being with God, and they receive from Shaddai the inheritance of the ruthless. If their children multiply, it is for the sword, and his offspring do not have enough to eat. Their survivors are buried through the plague, and their widows do not weep. If he heaps up silver like dust and fashions clothing like clay, he makes it ready and the righteous will wear it, and the innocent will divide the silver. He builds his house like the moth and like a booth that a watchman has made. He goes to bed with wealth, but he will do so no more. He opens his eyes and it is gone. Terrors overtake him like the water. A storm wind carries him off in the night. The east wind lifts him up and he's gone and it sweeps him away from his place and it hurls at him and it has no compassion. He will quickly flee, flee from its power. It claps its hands over him and it hisses at him from its place. 
Job 28 and 29. Indeed, there is a mine for silver and a place for gold to be refined. Iron is taken from dust and he pours out copper from ore. He puts an end to darkness and he searches out the farthest limits for the ore in gloom and deep shadow. He breaks open a mine shaft away from where people dwell. Those who are forgotten by travelers, they dangle, they sway far away from human beings. As for the earth, from it comes food, but underneath it, it is churned up as by fire. Its stones are the place of sapphire, and the earth and dirt has gold. It is a path a bird of prey does not know, and the black kite's eye has not seen. Proud wild animals have not trodden it. The lion in its prime has not prowled over it. He puts his hand on the hard rock. He overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out tunnels in the rocks, and his eye sees every treasure. He dams up rivers from their sources, and he brings secret things to the light. But from where will wisdom be found? And where in the world is the place of understanding? The human being does not know its proper value, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. Refined gold cannot be gotten in its place, and silver cannot be weighed out as its price. It cannot be bought for the gold of Ophir, for precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot be compared with it, and its substitution cannot be an ornament of refined gold. Black corals and crystal will not be mentioned, and wisdom's price is more than red corals. The topaz of Cush cannot be compared with it. It cannot be bought for pure gold. Indeed, from where does wisdom come, and where in the world is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living, and it is concealed from the birds of the heaven. Abaddon and Death say, We heard its rumor with our ears. God understands its way, and he knows its place, for he himself looks to the end of the earth. He sees under all the heaven, when he gave weight to the wind, and he apportioned the waters by measure. When he made a rule for the rain, and a way for the thunder's lightning bolt, then he saw it and talked about it. He established it, and moreover he explored it. And to the human beings he said, Look, the fear of the Lord is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Then Job again took up his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in the months before, as in the days when God watched over me, when his shining lamp was over my head, by his light I walked through the darkness, as when I was in the days of my prime, when God's confiding was over my house, when Shaddai was still with me, my children were all around me, when my paths were washed in sour milk, and the rock poured out streams of oil for me. At my going out the gate to the city, I secured my seat in the square. Young men saw me and stepped aside, and the aged rose up and stood. Officials refrained from talking, and they laid their hand on their mouth. The voices of nobles were hushed, and their tongues stuck to their palate. When the ear heard and commended me, and the eye saw and testified in support of me, because I saved the needy who cried for help, and I saved the orphan from whom there was no helper. The blessing of the wretched came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a headband. I was eyes to the blind, and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and I investigated the stranger's legal dispute. And I broke the evil one's jawbones, and I made his prey drop from his teeth. And I thought, I will pass away in my nest, and like the phoenix, I shall multiply my days.
My roots were open to water and dew spent the night on my branches. My glory was new with me and I was revitalized regularly. They listened to me and waited and they kept silent for my counsel. After my word, they did not speak again and my word dropped down like dew upon them. And they waited for me as for the rain and they opened their mouth wide as for the spring rain. I smiled for them when they had no confidence in anything and they did not extinguish the light of my face. I chose their way and I sat as head and I dwelled like a king among the troops, like one who comforts mourners. Job 30 But now those younger than I as far as days laugh at me whose fathers I rejected for setting with the dogs of my sheep and goats. Moreover, what use to me is the strength of their hands? With them, vigor is destroyed. Through want and through barren hunger, they are gnawing in the dry region in the darkness of desolation and waste. They are picking salt herbs, the leaves of bushes, and the roots of broom trees to warm themselves. They were driven out from fellow people. They shout at them as at a thief, so that they dwell in holes on the ground and in the rocks. They bray among the bushes. They're gathered under the nettles. A senseless crowd, yes, a disreputable brood. They were cast out from the land. But now I am their mocking song, and I have become a byword for them. They abhor me. They keep aloof from me, and they do not withhold spit from my face. Because he has loosened his bowstring and humbled me, and they have thrown off restraint in my presence. On the right hand, the brood rises up. They put me to flight, and they build up their siege ramps against me. They destroy my path. They promote my destruction. They have no helper. As through a wide breach they come, amid a crash they rush on. Terrors are turned upon me. My honor is pursued as by the wind and my hope of deliverance passed by like a cloud. And now my life is poured out unto me. Days of misery have taken hold of me. At night I'm in great pain. My pains do not take a rest. He seizes my clothing with great power. He grasps me by my tunic's collar. He has cast me into the dirt, and I have become like dust and ashes. I cry to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand, and you merely look at me. You've turned cruel to me. You persecute me with your hand's might. You lift me up to the wind. You make me ride it, and you toss me about in the storm. Indeed, I know that you will bring me to death and to the house of assembly for all the living. Surely someone must not send a hand against the needy when in his misfortune there is a cry of help for them. Have I not wept for the unfortunate and grieved myself over the poor? Indeed, I hoped for good, but evil came, and I waited for light, but darkness came. My bowels are in turmoil, and they are not still. Days of misery come to confront me. I go about in mourning garb, but not in sunlight. I stand up in the assembly, and I cry for help. I am a companion for the jackals, and a companion for ostriches. My skin turns black on me, and my bones burn with heat. So my lyre came to be used for mourning, and my flute for the voice of those who weep. Job 31 I made a covenant with my eyes, so how could I look closely upon a virgin? And what is the portion of God from above, or the heritage of Shaddai from on high? 
Is not disaster for the evil one and ruin for the workers of mischief? Does he not see my ways and count on my steps? If I have walked with falseness and my foot has hastened to deceit, let him weigh me in the balance of justice and let God know my blamelessness. If my steps have turned aside from the way and my heart has walked after my eyes and my hand has clung to a spot, let me sow and let another eat and let my crops be rooted out. If my heart has been enticed by a woman and at my neighbor's doorway I have lain in wait, let my wife grind for another and let other men kneel over her. For that is a shameful act and that is a criminal offense. Indeed, that is a fire that will consume up to a batten, and it would uproot all my crop. If I have rejected my male or female slave's case when their complaint was against me, then what shall I do when God rises up? And when he inquires, how shall I answer him? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? And did not one fashion us in the womb? I have withheld the desire of the poor from them, or I have caused the widow's eyes to fail, or I have eaten my morsel alone, and the orphan has not eaten from it. For from my childhood he grew up with me like a father, and from my mother's womb I guided her. If I have seen the one who perishes because of no clothing, or that there is no covering for the poor, if his loins have not blessed me, or by means of my sheep's fleece he has warmed himself, if I have raised my hand against an orphan because I saw my supporters at the gate, then let my shoulder blade fall from my shoulder, and let my arm be broken from its socket. Indeed, the disaster from God was a dread for me, and I was powerless because of his majesty. If I have made gold my trust, or I have called fine gold my security, if I have rejoiced because my wealth was great, or because my hand found a fortune, if I looked at the sun when it shone, or at the moon moving in splendor, and I was secretly enticed in my hand through the kiss, this also is an iniquity to be judged, for I have deceived God above. If I have rejoiced at the ruin of the one who hated me, or have exalted when evil overtook him, no, I have not allowed my mouth to sin to ask his life with a curse. Have the people of my tent not said, Oh, that someone had not been satisfied with his meat? An alien has not lodged in the street. I have opened my door to the traveler. Have I concealed my transgressions as other human beings to hide my iniquity in my bosom because I dreaded the great multitude and the contempt of clans terrified me so that I kept quiet? I did not go out of the doorway. Oh, that I had someone hearing me. Here's my signature. Let Shaddai answer me. As for the written communication that my adversary has written, I would surely carry it on my shoulder. I would bind it on me like a crown. I would give him an account of my steps. I would approach him like a noble. If my land has cried out against me and its furrows have wept together, if I've eaten its yield without payment or I've caused the breath of its owners to die, let thorns grow in the place of wheat and noxious weeds in place of barley. The words of Job are ended. Job 32. These three men ceased from answering Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. So Elihu, the son of Berhel, the Buzite, from the clan of Ram, became angry. He became angry at Job because he justified himself rather than God. And he became angry at his three friends because they had not found an answer, and they had declared Job guilty. Thus Elihu had waited for Job to speak because they were older than he. 
When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of the three men, he became angry. Then Elihu, the son of Barachel, the Buzite, spoke up and said, I am young, but you are old. Therefore I feared and became afraid of explaining my knowledge to you. I thought, let days speak and let many years teach wisdom. Truly it is a spirit and a human being, and the breath of Shaddai teaches them. It is not the aged who are wise, or it is not the elders who understand justice. Therefore I say, listen to me. Let me also declare my knowledge myself. Look, I waited for your words, I listened for your insight until you searched out what to say, and I directed my attention to you. And look, there is no one for Job who refuted, answering his words among you. So do not say, we have found wisdom, let God refute him, not a man. But he did not direct his words to me, and I will not answer him with your words. They are dismayed. They no longer answer. They have nothing to say. And I've waited because they do not speak, because they stand there and no longer answer. I myself will answer my share also. I myself will declare my knowledge also, for I'm full of words. The spirit within me urges me. Look, my internal organs are like unopened wine, like new wineskins. It is ready to burst open. Let me speak that I may find relief. Let me open my lips and let me answer. Please let me not show partiality to anyone, and let me not show flattery to human beings, for I do not know how to flatter, else my Maker would soon put an end to me. Job 33 But now, please hear my speeches, Job, and hear all my words. Please look, I open my mouth. My tongue in my mouth speaks. My words declare my heart's uprightness, and my lips sincerely speak what my lips know. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of Shaddai gives life to me. If you are able, answer me. Present your argument before me. Take your stand. Look, before God, I'm like you. I myself was also formed from clay. Look, dread of me should not terrify you, and my hand will not be heavy upon you. Surely you have spoken in my ears, and I have heard the sound of your words. I am clean, without transgression. I am pure, there is no guilt in me. Look, he finds fault against me. He reckons me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the block. He watches all my paths. Look, in this you are not right. I will answer you. Indeed, God is greater than a human being. Why do you contend against him, that he will not answer all a person's words? Indeed, God speaks in one way, even in two. Yet someone does not perceive it. In a dream, a vision of the night, when a deep sleep falls on men slumbering on their bed. Then he opens the ear of men and he frightens them with a warning to turn human beings aside from their deeds. And he keeps man from pride. He spares his life from the pit and his life from passing over the river of death. And he is reproved with, with pain on his bed, even with the strife of his bones continually, so that his life loathes bread and his inner self loathes appetizing food. His flesh is wasted away from sight and his bones, which are invisible, are bared. 
and he draws near to the pit and his life to the killers. If there's a messenger beside him, a mediator, one of a thousand, to declare to a human being his uprightness, so that he is gracious to him and he says, Deliver him from descending into the pit, I have found a ransom. His flesh is renewed with his youth. He returns to the days of his youthful strength. He prays to God that he accepts him, and he sees his face with a shout of joy, and he repays to the human being his righteousness. He will sing to men, and he will say, I have sinned and have perverted what is right, and it was not paid back to me. He redeemed my life from going down into the pit, so I will enjoy the light. Look, God does all these things twice, three times with a person to bring back his life from the pit so that he may enjoy the light of life. Listen attentively, Job. Listen to me. Be silent and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, you listen to me. Be silent and I will teach you wisdom. Job 34 Then Elihu continued and said, Hear my words, you wise men, and listen to me, you who understand. For the ear tests words as the palate tastes food. Let us choose for ourselves what is right. Let us understand among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am righteous, but God has taken away my right. Should I lie about my right? My wound is incurable, though I am without wrongdoing. What man is like Job, who drinks up derision like water, who goes in company with the workers of injustice, and walks with wicked people? For he has said, It is of no use to man when he becomes friends with God. Therefore listen to me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God to do evil, and from the Almighty to do wrong. For he repays a person for his work and lets things happen in correspondence to a man's behavior. God certainly will not act wickedly, and the Almighty will not pervert justice. Who gave him authority over the earth? And who placed the whole world on him? If he were to determine to do so, if he were to gather his spirit and his breath to himself, humanity would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. But if you have understanding, hear this. Listen to the sound of my words. Shall one who hates justice rule? And will you condemn the righteous, mighty one, who says to a king, you worthless one, to the nobles, you wicked one, who shows no partiality to the prominent, nor regards the rich as above the poor, since they are all the work of his hands. In a moment they die, and at midnight people are shaken and pass away, and the powerful are taken away without a hand. For his eyes are upon the ways of a person, and he sees all his steps. There is no darkness or deep shadow where the workers of injustice can hide themselves. For he does not need to consider a person further, that he should go before God in judgment. He breaks in pieces the mighty without investigation, and sets others in their place. Therefore he knows their deeds, and he overthrows them in the night, and they are crushed. He strikes them like the wicked in a public place, because they turned aside from following him, and had no regard for any of his ways, so that they caused the cry of the poor to come to him, and that he would hear the cry of the afflicted. When he keeps quiet, who can condemn? 
and when he hides his face, who then can look at him? That is, regarding both nation and a person. So that godless people would not rule, nor be snares for the people. For has anyone said to God, I have endured punishment, I will not offend anymore. Teach me what I do not see. If I have done wrong, I will not do it again. Shall God repay on your terms, because you have rejected his? For you must choose, not I. Therefore declare what you know. Men of understanding will say to me, and a wise man who hears me, Job speaks without knowledge, and his words are without wisdom. Oh, that Job were tested to the limit, because he answers like sinners. For he adds rebellion to his sin. He claps his hands among us and multiplies his words against God. Job 35 and 36. Elihu continued and said, Do you think this is in accordance with justice? Do you say my righteousness is more than God's? For you say, What advantage will it be to you? What benefit will I have more than if I had sinned? I will answer you and your friends with you. Look at the heavens and see, and look at the clouds. They're higher than you. If you have sinned, what do you accomplish against him? And if your wrongdoings are many, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give to him, or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness is for a man like yourself, and your righteousness is for a son of man. Because of the multitude of oppressions, they cry out. They cry for help because of the arm of the mighty. But no one says, where is God my maker, who gives songs in the night, who teaches us more than the animals of the earth, and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? There they cry out, but he does not answer because of the pride of evil people. God certainly will not listen to an empty cry, nor will the Almighty regard it. How much less when you say you do not look at him. The case is before him, and you must wait for him. And now, because he has not avenged his anger, nor has he acknowledged wrongdoing well, so Job opens his mouth with empty words. He multiplies words without knowledge. Then Elihu continued and said, Wait for me a little, and I will show you that there is still more to be said on God's behalf. I will bring my knowledge from afar and ascribe righteousness to my Maker, for truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Behold, God is mighty because God does not reject anyone. He's mighty in strength and of understanding. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives justice to the afflicted. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but with kings on the throne, he has seated them forever, and they are exalted. And if they are bound in shackles and are caught in the snares of misery, then he declares to them their work and their wrongdoings, that they have been arrogant. He opens their ears to instruction and commands that they return from injustice. If they listen and serve him, they will end their days in prosperity, and their years in happiness. But if they do not listen, they will perish by the sword, and die without knowledge. But the godless in heart nurture anger. They do not call for help when he binds them. They die in youth, and their life perishes among the cult prostitutes. He rescues the afflicted in their misery and opens their ears in time of oppression. 
then indeed he induced you away from the mouth of distress, and instead of it a broad place with no constraint. And your table was full of rich food, but you were full of judgment on the wicked. Judgment and justice take a hold of you. Beware that wrath does not entice you to mockery, and do not let the greatness of his ransom turn you aside. Will your cry for help keep you from distress, or all the exertions of your strength? Do not long for the night when people vanish in their places. Be careful, do not turn to evil, for you preferred this to misery. Behold, God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has appointed him his way, and who has said, You have done wrong? Remember that you are to exalt his work, of which people have sung. All people have seen it. Mankind looks at it from afar. Behold, God is exalted, and we do not know him. The number of his years is unsearchable, for he draws up the drops of water. They distill rain from its celestial stream, which clouds pour down. They drip upon mankind abundantly. Can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds, the thundering of his pavilion? Behold, he spreads his lightning about him, and he covers the depths of the sea, for by them he judges peoples. He gives food in abundance, he covers his hands with the lightning, and commands it to strike the target. Its thundering voice declares his presence. The livestock also concerning what is coming up. Job 37 My heart trembles and leaps from its place. Listen closely to the thunder of his voice and the rumbling that goes out from his mouth. Under the whole heaven he lets it loose, and his lightning travels to the ends of the earth. After it a voice roars. He thunders with his majestic voice, and he does not restrain the lightning when his voice is heard. God thunders wondrously with his voice, doing great things which we do not comprehend. For to the snow, he says, fall on the earth, and to the downpour and the rain, be strong. He seals the hand of every person so that all people may know his work. Then the animal goes into its lair and remains in its den. From the south comes the storm, and from the north wind, the cold. From the breath of God, ice is made, and the expanse of the waters is frozen. He also loads the clouds with moisture. He disperses the cloud of his lightning. It changes direction, turning around by his guidance, that it may do whatever he commands it on the face of the inhabited earth. Whether for correction or for his earth or for goodness, he causes it to happen. Listen to this, Job. Stand and consider the wonders of God. Do you know how God establishes them and makes the lightning of his clouds to shine? Do you know about the hovering of the clouds? The wonders of one who is perfect in knowledge. You whose garments are hot when the land is still because of the south wind. Can you with him spread out the skies? Strong as a cast metal mirror. Teach us what we are to say to him. We cannot present our case because of darkness. Shall it be told him that I would speak? Or should a man say that he would be swallowed up? Now people do not see the light which is bright in the skies, but the wind has passed and cleared them. From the north comes golden splendor, around God is awesome majesty, the Almighty. We cannot find him. 
He is exalted in power and he will not violate justice and abundant righteousness. Therefore, people fear him. He does not regard any who are wise of heart. Job 38 Then Yahweh answered Job from the storm, and he said, Who is this darkening counsel by words without knowledge? Prepare yourself for a difficult task like a man, and I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you at my laying the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you possess understanding. Who determined its measurement? Yes, you do know. Or who stretched the measuring line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars were singing together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut the sea in with doors at its bursting when it went out of the womb? At my making the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band. And I prescribed my rule for it and I set bars and doors and I said, You shall come up to here, but you shall not go further. And here it will set a boundary for your proud surging waves. Have you ever in your life commanded the morning? Have you made the dawn know its place? To take hold of the earth's skirts so that the wicked might be shaken off from it? It is changed like clay under a seal, and they appear like a garment. And their light is withheld from the wicked, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the sea's sources, or have you walked around in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the gates of deep shadow? Have you considered closely the earth's vast expanse? Declare it, if you know all of it. Where then is the way where the light dwells? And where then is its place, that you may take it to its territory, and that you might discern the paths to its home? You know, for you were born then, and the number of your days is great. Have you entered into these storehouses of the snow, or have you seen the storehouses of the hail, which I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? Where then is the way where the light is distributed, where he scatters the east wind upon the earth? Who has cut open a channel for the torrents and a way for the thunderbolts, to bring rain on a land where no one lives, a desert where no humans live, to satisfy desert and wasteland, and to cause the ground to put forth the rising of grass? Is there a father for the rain, or who fathered the drops of dew? From whose womb did the ice come forth? And who fathered the frost of heaven? Like stone, the waters become hard and the faces of the deep freeze. Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades, or can you loosen the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth the southern constellations at their appointed time? Or can you lead the bear with its children? Do you know heaven's statutes, or can you establish their rule on the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that a flood of water may cover you? Can you send forth lightnings that they may go? And will they say to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the ibis? Or who has given understanding to the rooster? Who can number the clouds with wisdom? Or who can tilt heaven's jars at the flowing of the dust into a cast and the clods cling together? Can you hunt prey for the lion? 
And can you satisfy the hunger of strong lions when they are crouched in the dens, when they lie in the thicket in an ambush? Who prepares for the crow its prey when its young ones cry to God for help and they wander around for lack of food? Job 39 Do you know the time when the goats of the rocks give birth? Do you observe the doe deers giving birth? Can you number the months they fulfill, and do you know the time of its giving birth? When they crouch, they bring forth their young ones. They get rid of their labor pains. Their young ones grow strong. They grow up in the open. They go forth and do not return to them. Who has sent forth the wild ass for eat? And who has released the wild donkey's bonds, to which I have given the wilderness as its house, and the salt flat as its dwelling place? It scorns the city's turmoil. It does not hear the driver's shouts. It explores the mountains as its pasture, and searches after every kind of green plant. Is the wild ox willing to serve you? Or will he spend the night at your feeding trough? tie the wild ox with its rope to a furrow? Or will it harrow the valleys after you? Can you trust it because its strength is great? Or will you hand your labor over to it? Can you rely on it that it will return your grain and that it will gather it to your threshing floor? The wings of the female ostrich flap. Are they the pinions of the stork or the falcon? Indeed, it leaves its eggs to the earth, and it lets them be warmed on the ground, and it forgets that a foot might crush an egg, and a wild animal might trample it. It deals cruelly with its young ones, as if they were not its own, as if without fear that its labor were in vain, because God made it forget wisdom, and he did not give it a share in understanding. When it spreads its wings aloft, it laughs at the horse and its rider. Do you give power to the horse? Do you clothe its neck with a mane? Do you make it leap like the locust? The majesty of its snorting is terrifying. They paw in the valley and it exults with strength. It goes out to meet the battle. It laughs at danger and is not dismayed, and it does not turn back from before the sword. Upon it the quiver rattles along with the flash of the spear and the short sword. With roar and rage it races over the ground, and it cannot stand still at the sound of the horn. Whenever a horn sounds, it says, Ah! and it smells the battle from a distance, the thunder of the commanders and the war cry. Does the hawk soar by your wisdom? Does it spread its wings to the south? Or does the eagle fly high at your command and construct its nest high? It lives on the rock and spends the night on the rock point and the mountain stronghold. From there, it spies out the prey. Its eyes look from far away, and its young ones lick blood greedily. And where the dead carcasses are, there they are. Job 40 Then Yahweh answered Job and said, Shall a fault finder contend with Shaddai? Anyone who argues with God must answer it. So Job answered Yahweh and said, Look, I am insignificant. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken and I will not answer, even twice, but I will not proceed. 
Then Yahweh answered Job from the storm, and he said, Prepare yourself for a difficult task like a man, and I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Indeed, would you annul my justice? Would you condemn me so that you might be righteous? Or do you have an arm like God, and can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with pride and dignity, and clothe yourself with splendor. Pour out the overflowing of your anger, and look at all the proud and humble them. Look at all the proud, humble them, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together, bind their faces in the grave, and I will also praise you that your own right hand can save you. Look, behemoth, which I have made just as I made you. It eats grass like the ox. Look, its strength is in its loins, and its power in the muscles of its stomach. It keeps its tail straight like a cedar. The sinews of its thighs are tightly wound. Its bones are tubes of copper, its limbs like rods of iron. It is the first of God's actions. The one who made him furnishes it with his sword. Yes, the mountains yield produce for it, and all wild animals play there. Under the lotus tree it lies, in the hiding place of the reeds and in the marsh. The lotus trees cover it with their shade. The wadis, poplar trees, surround it. Look, if the river is turbulent, it is not frightened. It is confident even though the Jordan rushes against its mouth. Can anyone take it by its eyes? Can he pierce its nose with a snare? Job 41 and 42 Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook? Or can you tie down its mouth with a cord? Can you put a rope in its nose? Or can you pierce its jawbone with a hook? Will you make numerous pleas for mercy to you? Or will it speak gentle words to you? Will it make a covenant with you? Will you take it as a slave forever? Will you play with it as with birds and put it on a leash for your girls? Will guildsmen bargain over it? Will they divide it between tradesmen? Can you fill its kin with harpoons or its head with fish spears? Lay your hands on it. Think about the battle. You will not do it again. Look, the hope of capturing it is false. Will one be hurled down even at its sight? Is it not fierce when somebody stirs it? Who then is he who would stand before it? Who has come to confront me that I should repay him? Under all the heavens it belongs to me. I will not keep quiet concerning its limbs or concerning the extent of its might and the gracefulness of its frame. Who can strip off its outer covering? Who can penetrate its double harness? Who can open up the doors of its face? Its teeth all around are fearsome. Its back has scales of shields. It is shut up closely as with seal. They are close to one another. Even the air cannot come between them. They are joined one to another. They cling together and cannot be separated. Its snorting flashes forth light, and its eyes are red like dawn. Torches go from its mouth, sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke comes from its nostrils as from a kettle boiling and burning bulrushes. 
Its breath kindles charcoal and a flame comes from its mouth. Strength abides in its neck and dismay dances before it. Its flesh's folds of skin cling together. It is cast on it. It will not be moved. Its heart is cast as stone. Yes, it is cast as the lower millstone. When it raises itself, the mighty ones are terrified. They retreat because of its thrashing. Reaching it with the sword does not avail, nor with the spear, the dart, or the javelin. It regards iron as straw, bronze as rotten wood. An arrow will not make it flee. Sling stones are turned to stubble for it. Clubs are regarded as stubble, and it laughs at the short sword's rattle. Its underparts are shards of a potsherd. It moves over mud like a threshing sledge. It makes the deep boil like a cooking pot. It makes the sea like a pot of ointment. Behind it, it leaves a glistening wake. One would think that the deep has gray hair. On the ground, it has no equal, a creature without fear. It observes all the lofty. It is king over all that are proud. Then Job answered Yahweh and said, I know that you can do all things, and any scheme from you will not be thwarted. Who is this darkening counsel without knowledge? Therefore I uttered, but I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, but I did not know. Hear and I will speak. I will question you, then inform me. By the ears hearing I heard of you, but now my eye has seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. And then after Yahweh spoke these words to Job, Yahweh said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath has been kindled against you and against the two of your friends. For you have not spoken to me what is right as my servant Job has. So then take for yourself seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job will pray for you, for I will certainly accept his prayer so that it will not be done with you according to your folly, for you have not spoken to me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite went and did just as Yahweh had told them, and Yahweh accepted Job's prayer. Then Yahweh returned Job's fortune when he prayed to him on behalf of his friends. Thus Yahweh increased all that Job had twice as much as before. So all his brothers and all his sisters and all those who had known him before came to him, and they ate bread with him in his house and showed sympathy to him and comforted him for all the disaster that Yahweh had brought upon him. Then each one gave to him one piece of money, and each one gave to him one ornamental ring of gold. So Yahweh blessed Job's latter days more than his beginning. Thus he had 14,000 sheep and goats, and 6,000 camels, and a 1,000 pair of oxen, and a 1,000 female donkeys. And he had seven sons and three daughters, and he called the name of the first Yamima, and the name of the second Ketziah, and the name of the third Karen Hapu. And beautiful women were not found in all the land like Job's daughters, and their father gave to them an inheritance in the midst of their brothers. And Job lived after this 140 years, and he saw his sons and his grandsons for four generations. 
then Job died old and full of days. <laughs>